took action and made it happen. It started living inside of your purpose. What if it did work? Right now you can make the choice to never listen to that negative voice no more. The hardest prison to escape is our own mind. I was trapped inside that prison all for a long time. To make it happen, you gotta take action. Just imagine what if it did work? What if it did work? Start asking yourself better questions. An amazing podcast and an amazing movement, but it all started as an Amazon best-selling book by yours truly. Yes, I'm being biased. It's my favorite book. Took me forever to write, about 47 years. But you know what? It took a lot less to write my second book. The Vacation CEO, yes, that's a new book. What if it did work? everybody another day another dollar another episode of my favorite podcast what if it did work why is it my favorite podcast because i'm biased but hey i got here all i have to say is this is a very important topic in fact you're you're the first guest out of like 80 or so that we're going to be discussing this and that when it comes to death this is the second most prevalent thing in life this is this is a guarantee here let me introduce Erica Ramos, trust-based financial planner, helping those seeking more effective ways to save for retirement. She has worked for the insurance industry for nearly 20 years, designing and delivering meaningful benefit solutions to employers and their employees. In 2020, when the world was faced with the adverse consequences of the corona, the Rona, her desire to safeguard wealth for families and business owners led to the creation of Stream Strategies. Erica founded Stream Strategies to provide financial education and solutions to individuals and business owners who have a desire, this is the best one, to maximize their stream of income and are tired of taxes being their greatest expense. She's on a mission to not only help people preserve and optimize wealth into the future, but also avoid taxation. So how's it going? Going great. Thank you. At least we're on the other side of that uh, Corona uh, episode here. We cured it. Yeah, apparently it's it's over. The pandemic is over now. If, 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 if only Putin would have would have worked his magic maybe a year earlier, because although my life didn't change, I, did, did yours? It, it was more inconvenient to me, but I lived my life and I... I, I I met you during the pandemic, so clearly you weren't hiding at home, waiting for waiting for the magic to happen, or wait waiting for the magic bullet or the cure. So yeah, yeah, no. In those downtimes, I think as we both did, right, just keeping moving and seeking new opportunities, um, but also with a heavy heart for those who did, unfortunately. Um, you know, not make it through. I, you know, we had some close friends who didn't, and it was really unfortunate. But uh, glad that things have uh, settled yes, down we've, there. We've, we've all had, we've all been affected by it. But, but it also goes to show you to literally uh, just live your life to the fullest. I mean, I don't know when Uncle Sam's calling. Uh, not Uncle Sam. Well, I don't, he calls me every day to pay taxes. <laughs> but I, I don't know when St. Peter's going to call call my number and my name. So I, I just live every, every day because it's, it's completely a gift. 
Absolutely. And one thing I want to say, Omar, real quick, um, in being in this business, I think we too kindly refer to the internal revenue service as our uncle. I don't think any one of us uh, would prefer to have an uncle like that. So I think that's giving them too much credit, calling uh, them Uncle Sam. So yeah, I've been trained to properly refer to them as the internal revenue service. Just Well, you see that it's all a mindset, right? Because a lot of times uh, I'm I'm in the masses when it comes to that, or or we always say, oh, well, it's the cost of freedom. It's the cost of living in, in the greatest country. It's the cost, or like what you said, that's not Uncle Sam. That's the Internal Revenue Service. Or or like what Grant Cardone says, I guess he considers himself the good uncle. Uh, the IRS is, is the very scary uncle that, that you don't want ever, ever calling you or auditing you or sending <laughs> you anything. Absolutely. Um, yeah. I, I mean, along those lines of, like you said, you never know what tomorrow brings. Although there are two guarantees in life, you and I were chatting before about this. The first one, yes, unfortunately, is death. That day is going to come for all of us. And the other inevitable is taxes. So, you know, coming out of the insurance industry or being in the insurance industry, so many people buy insurance for things that may or may not ever happen, right? A lot of people never have a homeowner's claim, never an auto accident, but we carry and invest in insurance for the just in case, the what if. Um, And that's really where I thought, what if, (laughs) what if people could buy insurance that had dual purpose? It could protect them when end of life comes to properly transfer their legacy in in a tax efficient way. And then also have some insurance against pain you know, too many, too much in taxes. And there are strategies that this can be achieved through. Well, especially the, the estate tax that, that right there. Uh, I mean, I, I, I mean, I when when I was married to my former business partner, we, we, that was our number one concern because you hear these horror stories you hear, I mean, I remember growing up, uh, the original owners of the Miami Dolphins, the Robbie family, they had back-to-back debts in the family, and they literally had to sell the team just to pay uh, mm. the estate tax, which which is, you know, pe- pe- I, I think one of the, the things people hate is like planning for the inevitable, uh, especially in my culture. That's like bad luck. Mm. Would you, if, even though we're all going to die, why are you going to bring it up? Why are you going to bring up not paying taxes? Why, why are you going to bring up, you know, the Grim Reaper? Why? And, and it, it's, it's necessary because clearly if you work on your legacy and you want to leave behind money to your, and the state to your children, to your heirs, you don't want the IRS to come knocking on the door and say, well, hey, where's our cut? Absolutely. That's the absolute worst time that you want to uh, have to deal with that. But um, I truly believe in the concept that you can have your cake and eat it too. So there are strategies, right, that can can help you with planning for the now and the future, but, you know, reaping the benefits of it now and not only, you know, upon passing, but it's just a kind of a dual protection. Um, 
So that's, you know, there are solutions out there that can do that. But back to planning, um, you know, unfortunately, a lot of people don't really enjoy planning at all, right? They're hoping maybe the market's going to come back tomorrow and, um, you know, just kind of living in the immediate, want the silver bullet, the quick gain. But um, as as we both know, it's all about placing your assets in the right places to ensure you don't have to have as much concern and to be able to stay in control when things go crazy like they have been lately. Well, it, it's all about time and multiple facets, time in the market, also timing. I mean, clearly now, if somebody was sitting on a lot of cash, you know, you, you're going to look like a genius investing in Amazon at a 40%, 50% haircut and a bunch of other stocks. While the the person that bought all these things at, at the high is killing himself, hitting, beating himself up saying, you know, I'm not Warren Buffett. Well, you know, you just have to stick with the time. There's no microwave to success. I I was a financial advisor for four years. People still think I, I am one because I always give tips. And somebody's always, I always get the question, what can I invest now to recover, you know, a 50, 60, 70% loss? And it's like, well, a home run like that. Don't you think if we all knew, we, we you know, Screw diversification. I'd, I'd I'd put everything in a in a stock that returned three hundred percent within six months or nine months. It's it's not it's not going to happen. It, a lot, yes, not not many people are thriving in this environment. But you know, a lot of times we have to damn ourselves because you know if you're 50, 60, 70 years old and you're investing, you're not diversifying and you're investing in high risk, high reward stocks not tech stocks and and whatnot or crypto because joe bob your neighbor told you crypto was the thing to do and you you, you thought for sure uh it was going to hit 100k and now you're like at nineteen thousand. yeah you're you know you're killing yourself you're beating yourself up mm-hmm. yep and it, and it's not always about the win too. And all of those references just made about the the stock market, financial market. No doubt that you can have some wins there and and more significant losses than in other places. But when the wins are good and it's time to cash out, there's no sheltering at all when it comes to taxes. So, you know that's well, that's where we got to. Well, here I'm, I'm speaking of a person that has plenty of experience. Paying short-term gains. If you're investing, it's yes, the IRS, the tax codes, long-term, one year and one day of holding the stock. But you know what? You have to buy low and sell high. And then there's that old adage: bears make money, bulls make money, pigs get slaughtered. So there's there's this fine line. You know, you're making money, but you want you want to. Good. Cash out the chips. You want to sell because you can't, there's no profit till you hit the sell. But then you're, you're going to get clipped at a 40% penalty. And, and that's where, too, like a damned if you do, damned if you don't for a lot of people. Mm-hmm. <clears throat> yes. I think it, it comes that point. You know, it's kind of like uh, with weight loss, fitness. 
you're not ready till you're ready, right? And you decide you want to commit and go all in and actually make a change. And I think with some of those things, it's, yep, you're going to have that 40% bite taken out if you're going to stop and reallocate into something that can be more tax advantage, like, you know, with Cardone Capital and real estate or into some of these diversified insurance products. But it's just stopping to say, how long am I going to let someone else be in control? Because if your gains keep getting bigger, so does that slice of taxes, right? And and mm-hmm. you're not doing anything to stop the uh, the downside exposure as well, where I think there's many more stable places that with tax advantages that the funds can go. Stability isn't sexy. You know, we we watch the walls. We we watch the Gordon Gecko. We watch. I'm I'm invested in, in Cardone Capital. Safe, yes. <laughs> it's not as sexy as what it appears to be. But what makes it sexier is a lot of people believe if I have money invested with our favorite uncle Grant Cardone, it provides proximity, it, and it. It, it doesn't. You could have that same vehicle. And if it was called the Omar Medrano Fund, or if it was called the Eric Ramos, people wouldn't be knocking down your door saying, I want in. I want 200, 300. I want all into that. So it, is it safe? Yes. Is it, is, is it sexy? It's only sexy based on because there's crowdfunding in real estate. Mm-hmm. It, all over the place. He's not the first. He's not the last. He's just the sexiest. It, it's no different than if if Warren Buffett decided to do crowdfunding for Berkshire Hathaway. He's like, we're, we're going to get rid of the A shares. We're going to get rid of the B shares. B shares, all of us can afford. The A shares don't even bother looking people for one. And he just said, you know, invest with me and Charlie Munger and You'll be investing in Dairy Queen and you'll be investing in C's Candy and Aflac and, or no, it's Gecko, right? Gecko and all these different things. You know, people would be like banging down the door because it, it's all about the name. And, you know, the, the one thing though about Cardone Capital is if you're not an accredited investor, if you're only in the normal fund that, that for the people that aren't accredited, then it's even less glamorous. It's even less sexy. And also, your your money is locked in, like at a 7 to 10-year rate. Unlike a stock, oh my gosh, I have to pay for a wedding, or I have to pay for surgery, or a new roof. You know, that money's locked in compared to the other ones, high-risk, high-reward. You know, you, you if you have the Fidelity account or you have, you know, Morgan Stanley or whomever, you, you make the phone call and you say, hey, liquidate, liquidate. And then, you know, four days later, it's in your, your checking account. Yeah, that's true. Although I think that there are always ways, right, and conversations that can be had if you if you need to find a way to get funds out sooner when it comes to not specifically with Cardone Capital, but with those longer types of investments, especially for with hardships. Um, But what is sexy about the safe part, aside from whomever's name it is, 
is, you know, especially if it's a new property and that cash flow that you're getting off of it potentially, you know, is not taxable if the property is taking a loss in the early years. Um, but but either way, it's it's a good element as you do. And I do hold that in our portfolios to have as a piece of it. Um, but at the end of the day, not only comes with that type um, is, is stability, but there's those tax advantages. And, um, you know, I think that kind of coming into some of the pillars of what I share with people, it's always a good idea. Reevaluate, take a look at what you have. You know, maybe you've got the Morgan Stanley, the Vanguard. How is it? uh, You know, what is your money invested in? Take a good look at where your money is now. And think about in these hard times like this, where the market has dropped down 20 some percent since the beginning of the year or the S&P 500 has, okay, do I want all my eggs in that basket? Do I have any real estate holdings? Do I want to be the house flipper, do it yourself, or maybe get into, like you said, a, a, you know, a group, a group funding type arrangement. Um, and then I, in my um, experience, really the missing asset is not a lot of people are doing Roth IRAs. Not a lot of people are using the other vehicle to grow money tax-free, which is cash value life insurance. That's kind of like people look at permanent life insurance as like, oh yeah, my my grandfather had that. Um, but it's something that's used by banks and billionaires to grow tax-free wealth. So I think right now, some buzzwords as you're reevaluating or someone takes a look at you know reevaluating what they have, where their money's at. Um, do you have diversification and do you have, you know, some buckets that are going to bring you tax-free growth or tax-free benefits in the future? No, I, I, I completely agree with you, but although it, things come and go, the Roth IRA, I, I just passed my series seven, series 63. I was an Edward Jones representative for years. Mm-hmm. It was a hot thing. People we're doing that little equation to see how, what, what are the tax benefits? How, what, what's the penalty? If I liquidate my IRA today to put it into raw, it's, it's not sexy anymore just because it's been around for a while, but, but it, it'll come, it'll come around. It, it, everything that is cyclical, you know, sometimes stock, clearly the stock market's not sexy when you're, you're in a bear market. When you're in a recession, when you're losing 30, 40%, yeah, that there's, there's no bueno. That's no, no fun. Uh, but you know, what it'll come around. It's e- economy, economics 101. Uh, same thing with, with real estate investments. Where, you know, the home flipper, uh, what, what usually happens is it, it's when everybody's doing it. it, it it's like that old saying Warren Buffett says, it, it's time to, to liquidate. When you you see Joe Bob, your neighbor, taking a, a weekend course or an online course, and all of a sudden he's flipping homes or he's trying, mm-hmm. and then what happens is Joe Bob's going to be the one holding like you know three, four, five notes. It explodes on him, and that's that's literally what happened in two thousand and eight. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, like I think just like what you said, history repeats itself. You could listen to Tony Robbins, Robert Kiyosaki, any of those moguls who are extremely successful now. They all talk about the patterns. And, um, you know, back to Roth IRA stuff in the 80s, right? When the 401k came out, 
the highest marginal tax rate was 70%. Right now it's 37 and people are throwing their hands up. Like we're giving away all our money. We don't even want to give away, yeah, 37%, but imagine 70. So the 401k came about as kind of like a, you know, a lifesaver that was thrown out there saying, Hey, here's a way you can reduce your taxable income, put money away for the future. And, you know, you'll be able to pull it out at a lower rate, you know, down the line. So anyone who has was at their high wage earning years in the early eighties, when we're seeing a lot of um, repeat activity to what we're seeing right now, high inflation, high interest rates and so forth. Um, if they were lucky enough to get it out at 30 some percent when they would have paid 70 on their income, excellent. But if you look at the trends, we are at the lowest marginal tax rate in, in history. And it's going up again in 2026, depending on what happens right in, um, in office. But Trump, ta- Trump's tax cuts are due to end uh, January 2026. So we're going to see some bumps to the tax tables. And, um, so that's why. For somebody considering a Roth conversion, this might be an attractive time to do it. Like you said, no one ever wants to pay taxes. To get into a Roth, you got to pay taxes on it. Mm-hmm. So sounds bad now, but could it get worse? Could we see 70% again? In the uh, in 1945, I want to say the marginal tax rate was closer to 90%. So it's yeah, been there. Are it, we safe it, now? It also depends on... Who's running Congress? Who's in the House? Clearly, you know, there, there's this new thing called maybe socialism's good, maybe a, abundance is bad. I mean, the current administration has made, he even said it himself, Joe Biden, and this isn't political in any way. He doesn't believe the stock market is important for the economy. Now, now to me, I, I'm not Democrat. I'm not Republican. But when he said that, it, to me, it was mind blowing because I know in his head and some of his people in this party, not all of them, they feel the stock market is only the billionaires. And let, let, let's say if that was the case, mm-hmm. well, they're sitting in cash. So they're just they're waiting at the time when it, the bottom falls out to, you know, this is how wealth is created. Right. In general, though, 401ks, small town USA, Main Street USA, retail investors, everyday people, their retirement is based on the stock market. So, I mean, I would hope one day within the next two years or, hey, I'm not political. So the next six years, possibly he would want to revisit that statement and want a thriving economy because in general, history repeats itself. Elections are based. Now the president has absolutely zero control of the economy, but he wins or loses based on the economy. Mm-hmm. Yeah, ab- absolutely. And I think, you know, political parties set aside um, at the end of the day, we have an unsurmounting amount of debt. I think the current federal deficit is $32 trillion. But um, in my studies and what I've learned, there 
that's really an untold story because you can actually go to a site. This is kind of interesting if anyone's ever interested in taking a look at it. It's called the usdebtclock.org. And it shows the unfunded liabilities in the far bottom right-hand corner. It's almost five times the the current um, national deficit. So what that is, and if you can hover over it, it says promises, it's a liability as a promise, right? Promises made for social security benefits, public pensions, uh, Medicare part, uh, you know, Medicare, social security benefits, pensions, federal benefits, benefits, veterans benefits. Those liabilities need to be paid. I think anyone who took away veterans benefits, right, that party would cease to exist. So it's it's there's a huge liability out there. And it is, you know, again, about five times the the federal debt and it needs to be paid by someone. So I don't know that one party can have an impact on tax rates to solve that if they don't start, you know, doing something somewhere. Well, what's crazy about that is that both parties it's all it's always been let's charge and have the next guy have it fall and we we've been doing this for so many years i mean for so many years i don't even know if they have it on on times square they would have the the federal deficit clock and it would be like spitting like you know spitting numbers left and right and the the you know it was like a two mile pretty soon it'll be like a three mile number to, to see the whole thing and it's spinning like you know like like uh like like even faster than a stopwatch and but i mean none of us can could you imagine if your grandparents were like ah don't worry somebody's gonna pay this and they didn't have to pay their debt and your parents were like oh don't worry you know we're, we're gonna hook up erica and you know eventually this bill is gonna come due and everybody's going to have to pay for it. You know, it, it, it's just, you know, and, and I, I'm an arts and science guy, but I, I did take econom- economics. So, yes, it, it, it's going to come due. So I know you have this three-step process because my the thing that I love about you is eliminate the IRS from any, anybody's retirement. Because literally, a big bad brother or whatnot, always watching, always knows what you're liquidating. In fact, now you can't even buy anything on eBay or whatever to without it being declared. I mean, anything over it's what six hundred bucks now, I believe, is the. Wow. So you know, if we we want to tax everything literally. So. Right. Well, and, and this is about tax-free distributions in retirement, uh, really. I mean, like you said, to live in this country, all of it is necessary. We pay some taxes. We pay income tax, sales tax, estate tax. Like you said, it's it's we're taxed on everything. So it's a matter of um, you know, properly reallocating assets after taxes have been paid on the seed, but to reap the harvest with tax-free benefits. Um, but the three-step framework, just to to summarize, really is reevaluating where what you've got now, right? What's the stability of it? Is that I know that's not, that word's not attractive, but for a retiree, it's of something course. they need to think. How long is this money going to last me? Is it going to keep up with inflation? Hopefully, we don't see eight percent inflation forever, but you need to figure in at least four. Right. How long can you stretch yeah, that? Money? That's a historical right. average, three to right. four. Reevaluate where, where everything's at. 
Then if necessary, and you find those gaps, hey, I really don't have any tax advantage growth. Your time as a financial advisor too, you might be able to echo this, right? It's all about, um, you know, accumulation, asset accumulation. How big can we build the pile? We can help you, you know, do this and grow this. What's often not talked about enough in financial planning, in my experience, is the second half of the game, right? The second half of the football game when it comes time for effective distributions. All right, we grew this all this money, but now how are we going to get it out effectively without leaving you with not enough to live on or ultimately leaving your family with a huge tax burden? So it's reallocating then assets into appropriate places that could have more tax advantage uh, growth. And ultimately, my favorite component of this is regaining control. I think, you know, back to, I, you know, I like to say uh, COVID coronavirus. I wish that was a word of the past. But that time, we saw people being laid off. We saw jobs being displaced. And people were so dependent. I worked in the employer benefit space at that time. And um, people didn't know what to do if their employer wasn't helping them right? With their paychecks, with their benefits, with whatever it was, they were lost. And then the government had to step in. So I think more than anything, you know, being in control at those types of times is so powerful. I'm sure that that's why you do what you do to be able to be in control of not only your day, but your income, your future. It's limitless being an entrepreneur. And you can also, you know, get that experience with your finances, get in control, know where your money is, know what it's going to do for you and know you're going to be in a great position. And at the end of the day, that's where, you know, I like to tell people you can have a peace of mind, not only now, but for retirement also. I think everybody's biggest fear is outliving their money, you know, paying a, a heavy tax bill and then outliving your benefits, out, outliving your retirement and money, money's out. And how employable are you going to be? And do you really want to work? At 70, 80, I, you know, I, my biggest nightmare is when, when I go to the grocery store or when I go to Disney world, or when I go to McDonald's, Walmart, well, I don't go, but I, I, it's, it's funny just when people tell me, you know, target places like that, I, I doubt very seriously those individuals when they're working as a CPA, when they're, they had their own business when they're doing whatever, that they're like, you know what, one day I hope to to be working at the house of mouse or, you know, I, I really like McDonald's. I, I, I hope to get people to, to supersize it one day. Yeah. I, I, I think that that's definitely could serve as, and sometimes people just like to keep busy. Hey, maybe they're doing it for fun, but, but you're right. That's not the master plan. I'm sure there are much other, many other places they'd rather, <laughs> rather be, but um, ultimately that's why it's, it's good. It's good. Now is as good a day of any to just take a timeout, pause, reflect on what you have and, you know, see, is this the best way to have the peace of mind I want in the future? You know, and some people will never retire. You know, if you enjoy what you're doing. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Retirement. Exactly. It, I mean, cash flow, passive income, however you want to say it. But it's it's a matter of creating um, that peace of mind. And and there are ways to get in control of your money. You don't have oh, to be vulnerable oh, to this. All. Usually people with the, the countdown clock where they're like, oh, I'm six years, 10 months, 
and 32 days away from retirement. That's a person that's never lived their purpose, never lived their life, never, they just existed and they're hating life because clearly you see the Charlie Mongers, you see the Warren Buffetts, heck, and it's not just CEOs. You can see plenty of people, solopreneurs, entrepreneurs. If you love what you do, you keep on. But I'm sure you you get this too, the ostrich approach. The market's in the free fall. So their statement comes, their quarterly statement or their monthly statement if they trade a lot. They don't open it and they throw it in a drawer. Because clearly, if you ignore the problem, it's not going to be there. So with asset reallocation, do you obviously recommend the older we get to be not only more diversified, but there there comes a certain tipping point where you, you don't need to be an Apple fully invested in the Google and the Amazon and all the high tech stuff. Sure. Yeah. I mean, uh, my husband and I are in our 40s and we've been advised, you know, in our 30s and even up until now, you have time. Time's on your side. Keep these high risk portfolios. But what we've become educated on with myself being in this industry with more protection based products that still have upside potential and then also learning more about real estate. You do not have, it's not written in the rules of finance anywhere that, you know, you have to lose 40% of your portfolio every, you know, seven to 10 years to become wealthy. You know, if you never had that downside, you lose 40, you need 60 to get back up there. Why play that game? You know, I'm sure you've seen the charts. I've seen them. There's ways where you can kind of stabilize your downside risk and, and just keep the wins on the way up, bank the wins on the way up. Well, being a former financial advisor, stockbroker, well, that's the time a dollar cost average. All these things are on sale, baby. 40% off. Do you have any cash? Let's DCA. Let's dollar cost average. What can you afford every month? (laughs) Let's get back to even and let's kill it. Yeah. But but, I I mean, full disclosure, I, I get it because yes. Being a, a ex financial advisor at, at the worst time, because when when the economy went south with Lehman Brothers and and whatnot, it was always oh that's silly. But people fail to realize history repeats itself. All all this is is just a rep- repetitive thing. It's really a market correction. Mm-hmm. But what happens is everybody feels the pain now. It's like having a baby. Clearly, a woman forgets about it. And that's why, yeah, let's have another. Well, when that stock market, when the Dow Jones, when the NASDAQ, when the S&P 500, when all of it is like green and you had the water cooler effect, everybody, Woo, man, what stock are you buying? And, you know, we'll, we'll, we'll quickly forget about this time period, too. And then, you know, when the, the, the bear is gone and the bull's running, they're like, oh, that w- that's never going to happen again. Sure. Yeah. Yeah. And and I think it, you know, there's definitely two schools of thoughts on it, not a right way or a wrong way, but it's like, you know, just do you want to go through that experience again? 
Right. And, and there's ways to win. Um, again, my background is helping people with repositioning assets and to insurance strategies that are really like, you know, what the billionaires are doing and how some really high profile sports athletes are paid. There's a tremendous amount of tax benefits in it. However, um, you also still get to win. The beauty of this is you still get to win when the market's up. You know, there is a lot of ways to tie these strategies to indexes, but because they're backed by insurance, you don't have to ride that roller coaster down. You only get to take the win on the upside. So, hey, profitability to me is always sexy. Oh, I, you, you, you can't, well, I guess you can cash in a, a loser, but you know, Talk about pain. You, usually when people have, you know, it's never the buy high, uh, buy low, sell high. It's always the opposite. They, right. they, they buy high, sell when it, it craters, tell everybody that they, they can't believe they did that. And then history repeats itself because instead of buying, they'll, they'll wait until it's at its peak again. And then they'll tell everybody, you see, there's no way to win. <laughs> yeah, it's uh it's interesting, definitely. And I think it all the the news, the advice from multiple different sources, it all plays on our psychology, right? Of what what should I be doing? And again, I think with with strategies, it's great to go in with um, you know, some alternatives to what you're doing now, not suggesting, you know, stop the market entirely, but you know, it's it's good to have maybe your your slice that you're okay with right let's win when it's good and you know if we go down that's all right i'm not dependent on that then more stable perhaps some in real estate and then some that's backing you here in in more insurance backed strategies that have tax advantages well what what people need to do is they need to when they're watching the cnbc's and the fox news well the financial fox news uh, the Bloomberg, the magazines, the Kiplingers, all all of those opinions a lot of times are backed by ads. Mm-hmm. Yeah, especially in the magazine, you can see it. All the top picks for every month and whatnot. Somehow, it just I'm sure it's just coincidence, but they're they're advertising. In the mar in the publication, and it's the same thing when you're watching CNBC. You have a talking head telling you, you know, think things are better now. And here, let invest in these companies, invest in Qualcomm, invest in whatnot. And you know, two minutes later, three minutes later, you see a nice advertisement for Qualcomm or Intel or whatnot. So you know, you have to that. That's clearly not. That's not an unbiased opinion. Sure. And, yeah. and people believe, you know, with, with whatever they see in the media, a lot of people's gospel. Yeah. Yeah, definitely. Buyer beware. And those Google searches, those top things that pop up, look for that little word that says ad right next to it. Because like you said, we want to know what's going to happen in the stock market tomorrow. Someone's going to tell you if you invest in this, you're going to be good to go. Well, well, these are these are my picks. These are my winners. And like, lo and behold, mysteriously, (laughs) you see an ad for it, you know? Oh, yeah. Well, now's the time to buy buy Disney shares. Disney's really looking 
looking good. They're finally turning the corner. And then you see uh, the commercial for the house of mouse. Right. Right. Exactly. So yeah, it's a, it's a crazy time, but there's no better time to, you know, take a look at things, decide what your risk tolerance is. Think about distribution in your assets just really. And and my closing point would be think about, okay, if you're going to do an amazing job accumulating how is that money going to get back out to you? And how can you get it back out in the most tax advantaged way? And think about your legacy. Think about when the time comes that you pass and you have all this money, are your children or your spouse going to just bear this tremendous tax burden? And and how can you help them as well? Now, clearly this, and this isn't everything and anything, especially being an entrepreneur, especially when it comes to your investments always have an exit strategy. And that's underlying one of the most important things that that you've said mm-hmm. a few times. Also know your risk tolerance because a lot of it, it's just depending either on upbringing or, or your, your mindset. Right. Hmm. Well, yeah. what's the best way, Erica, to, to find you? So, because... Nobody wants to pay the IRS. Nobody wants to pay them in penalties. Nobody wants to, especially when it comes to retirement. We we all want that distribution. And a lot of times we want to be we don't want to be double taxed because what's crazy is a lot of times this money we already paid taxes when we put the money in. Yeah, exactly. Exactly. We we pay tax multiple times on that money. So if we can eliminate right. one more time. Um, well, I am on Instagram at stream tax free and stream. You can think of that as cash flow. We want that that money flowing um, for the rest of your life. Um, so stream tax free. And then my website is also streamtaxfree.com. So if you um, you know message me on there or an email, I do have a worksheet that I can send over to you that has, or to any of your audience members, that has a way that you can reevaluate where you're at now. And it essentially shows you the three ways that your money can be taxed and the three different types of buckets that you probably have your money in and how they're taxed. And then it's it's pretty eye-opening. You're going to, you know, most people see, wow, I'm pretty weighted on the left-hand side of this where I'm leaving all my money and growth to be taxable. Um, So it's a good eye-opener to decide if you want to look at, you know, reallocating into new, new strategies. Awesome. I'm sure you're going to tell me and you're going to tell our visitors, all all the listeners, when is clearly now, correct? Yesterday was the best time. Now is the second best time to to give you a call to save money and not wait. Quit procrastination. Quit waiting for tomorrow or maybe next month or when the stock market gets better. Well, I think if everyone takes a peek at their financials, maybe if they have money in the market where their money was on Friday of last week versus today, it's likely up, right? October is historically a good month. Everyone's reporting their quarter earnings. I mean, businesses are still doing well, but you might notice that, uh, yeah, no better time than now, especially if you see you're on a bit of an upside curve probably looking similar to where funds were or where things were at in your portfolio, you know, bring up that chart, take a look at at the highs and take a look at the averages. You know, people got so spoiled by those 
amazing mortgage rates. But right now they're kind of normal, but everyone was spoiled by that 2%, 3%, six is like, whoa, this is feeling it's crazy. But we're, we're kind of starting to normalize, you know, down from that big up. But um, yeah, the time is now to take a look, but uh, you know, you've got to feel it on the inside when it's time to make the move. Well, hopefully they didn't look at their portfolio in September because yeah, we we were up for the first week of October, but September it, it pretty much cratered. Yeah, it did, and and that could happen again, right there. I oh, don't yeah. think it's and 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 soon, right? You know, look, take a look around at, at Google and so forth. But um, yeah, there's a lot of money on the move, and it, and again, if you feel like you're tired of this, you want to be in control. Um, you know would recommend taking a look at where things are at and maybe having a conversation with someone like myself who is going to help you to protect you again from that downside risk. I'm not saying just preserve and stabilize. We all want growth. You have to have growth to keep up with inflation. They printed so much money. You know, they're going to potentially keep doing that. The government, um, you got to keep up with inflation and all these prices. So you need growth, but there's safe growth and, and ways to make that happen. Why, thank you. Thank you for the time. Thank you for being on on my stage. Any final thoughts, any final things that you want to tell the audience? Um, what if it did work? What if there's a better way so you don't have to lose and only win? I think that's a fun way to go through life. Hey, that's that's a win-win for everybody. That's us living in abundance and not living in scarcity. Erica, I, you know, it's been a while since we, we last saw each other and good thing, you know, we're no longer wearing masks and things are on an upswing. It's just like life. You know, there's peaks, there's valleys. We just have to enjoy the, the peaks and just like the stock market right now being in the valley, everything's just temporary. All right. That's right. All right. Well, take care. Thank you for having me. Definitely. Take care. Bye bye. Bye bye. I never told no one that. What if it did work? Start asking yourself better questions. An amazing podcast and an amazing movement, but it all started as an Amazon best-selling book by yours truly. Yes, I'm being biased. It's my favorite book. Took me forever to write. About 47 years. But you know what? It took a lot less to write my second book. The Vacation CEO. Yes, that's a new book. I never told no one that. My whole life I've been holding back. Every time I load my gun up so I can shoot for the stars. I hear a voice like, who do you think you are? Negative thoughts come to mind when I start thinking bold. Like, why you chasing dreams? Aren't you getting kind of old? I knew I needed help. I had no self-confidence, didn't believe in myself. I tried not to feel or listen to my intuition to start a business. But before I even started, I feel like it's finished. You got a vision. And let me say, I don't care if they're your blood, got the same DNA. They can't feel how you feel. They can't see what you see. Want to change your life, you got to change the way you think. The thoughts in your mind is the boss of your life. Nothing but good vibes every day I'm thinking like, what if it did work? What if you took action and made it happen and started living inside of your purpose? What if it did work? Right now you can make a choice to never listen to that negative voice no more. The hardest prison to escape is our own mind. I was trapped inside that prison all for a long time.
To make it happen, you gotta take action. Just imagine what if it did work.